0: My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye.
1: Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson, CEO of Huckabye, sitting in for Ben Shapiro as the guest host this week. This week, we're going to discuss emerging trends in content management and strategy. Joining me is Joe Baer, who is the SEO manager at The Parking Spot, which focuses on hospitality, making it easy, comfortable, and affordable to get a superior airport parking experience. Founded in 1998, The Parking Spot is the leading near airport parking company in the United States with 38 locations at 22 airports. Today, Joe and I are going to discuss migrating an enterprise company from a homegrown IT owned website to a commercial and marketing owned website. Okay, here's my conversation with Joe Bear, SEO manager at The Parking Spot. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on.
2: Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk about it.
1: All the way from Chicago, got your grilling fix in this past weekend, as you said. I sure did. Excellent. So I think you're in a spot that's actually familiar to a lot of marketing leaders in that you've come into an organization, very well established, founded in 1998, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue, The website, however, is homegrown, it's built by the IT department, it's owned by the IT department, and you're sort of handcuffed as a marketer. And you're migrating now to a more commercial solution, third-party solution that the marketer can now do sort of whatever they want, or at least have much more access. Is that accurate just to start with? Is that a good description of what's going on?
2: Yeah, it is. And just to give you some context, when I got there, The website is an outgrowth of our line of business applications. So one of the ways that our our company has really overcome the competition is with the revenue control system that allows us to dynamically change prices based on demand. And it does everything. It does customer service. It does payments. It does the website has grown out of this. I think the same application, the same software that runs the website also opens the gates in the lot right? So this is something that IT built and they are very proud of, and they should be. It's a real differentiator for us. The problem is, as you mentioned, I don't have access to all of it. So there's parts of the website that I can't edit. We have a system of articles, but when they set it up, they didn't understand that meta titles and H1s are different and should be different. So they're identical for all my articles. And that's what I stepped into.
1: Gotcha. So you've already, I guess, pulled the Band-Aid and you're moving in a new direction. I would imagine there was some significant pushback. Was this your idea or did the organization know by the time you got there that they needed to do this? Or was this really you were the one pushing for it? And did you get any pushback on this idea?
2: Yeah, good question. They brought me on partly to do this project. So they understood that the, the limitations were there and they didn't have anybody in-house to interface with the IT team in a way that could make the business case. So for example, one of the questions that I have to answer is why should we invest any money in content marketing if it doesn't lead directly to reservations, right? So it's super low funnel for focus, the IT team. Like when we get somebody on the site, they need to search for, a price and make a reservation. And they were really focused on that. So what I told them was, we're marketing to our own customers. The organic channel should not be converting at this high a conversion rate. This is embarrassing. You should be embarrassed to have a conversion rate this high because it just means that our customers are finding us with a brand search and converting. And so I told them, you know, we should be driving our conversion rate down by just having way more visitors and just being way higher funnel. So that leads to an entire content strategy.
1: What does that look like for airport parking? So I would imagine it's airport parking plus the location is you're going after like a location-based strategy. Tell me just what's the strategy that you're obviously going for top of funnel, more mid-detail terms, but what's the strategy you're going for?
2: Yeah, so the content strategy at the bottom funnel is doing well. Like when, we, when people search for airport parking and a geo, we do very well. We appear on the map. We appear right after the airport, typically. Typically, it's difficult to beat the airport. We do in some markets, but not in every market. So what I want to do with my new site, which I don't have yet, is to focus on search terms that people are looking for. They search for long-term airport parking, and we don't have a landing page for that. So I want to create a landing page for that so that people can get that question answered and get some content around that specific frame. So, But right now, it's all in reserve airport parking. So somebody who's got a need. And we do very well at that. What The change that I'm putting in place with the current articles and the new blog structure, the new article content hub structure that I want to put in place is to go more top of funnel. And since we position ourselves as a hospitality company and a travel company, we have created and rebranded the blog as Travel Tips by the Parking Spot. So destination ideas, money-saving ideas, what to do on a holiday, when's the busiest time of year, information about airports. So we're trying to be helpful, high funnel, people who don't know our, our brand and people who don't know our industry, right? People don't know that there's an off-airport parking industry. And we've had some success with that. It's not driving you know, a huge proportion of our traffic yet, but I have high hopes. Excellent. And is it live? The new website is not live. The content strategy is live. So we're creating articles you know, once or twice a week, and I'm just trying to get them published as quickly as possible, put some structured data around them, I'm making some interlinks around semantic topics. Hopefully that will move over to the, to the new structure. So I could talk a little bit about the current structure. It's a blog. Right, which means it's a list. And the problem with a blog is that there's only 10 items per page, unless you're doing a, a continual scroll like Twitter or Facebook. And we don't have the resources to put that in. So right now it's 10 articles in a list per page. And that means I've got eight pages. And so if you're on page eight, I've got some really valuable content that might be on page eight. That's eight clicks away from the home page. And so that's a signal to Google that it's not as important as what's two clicks away from the homepage. So that's the problem I'm trying to solve. And where I'm going is into a more hub and spoke model where people can land on the travel tips by the parking spot and they can go to, I want to see all the destination ideas or I want to see the airport information pages and navigate that way. I think it also makes it easier for search engines to help organize our site you know, here's an article that's only three clicks or two clicks away from the homepage. And so that's a a signal that this is an important article. Yeah, it looks like
1: there's opportunity for some structural changes to like the navigation, for example, to help Google get into these sort of hub and spoke model. I must mention, by the way, I haven't done a lot of off airport parking, but when I have, my favorite piece is the free car wash. (laughs) Do you guys do car washes?
2: In some locations they they do. Salt Lake City uh, <laughs> off the top of my head and Yeah, yeah. Newark and a couple of others. I just thought that was a great perk.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O.
1: Tell me a little bit about, so structured data is something that I'm pretty knowledgeable about. My company does automated structured data markup as one of our products. I'd love to hear how your structure, sounds like if they're missing, you know, messing up title tags and H1s, there probably wasn't a lot of structured data going on. What's the strategy around leveraging structured data to help Google understand what's happening?
2: Yeah, well, I have to put structured data as a JSON script just directly onto the HTML because there's no other way to do it. But that's fine. I understand sometimes people want to put it in the in the head section. Mine's not. Maybe one day. But <laughs> what I do is I just create a, a script that says this is an article and to distinguish it from, for example, a news article, like a news article ages. And what I want to specify by saying schema type article is that this is an evergreen piece of content that is good in November, it's good in May, and it's good next year. And I want to call out the organization that publishes it. So we're definitely trying to brand using, like it's travel tips by the parking spot. This is the website, this is the logo, of travel tips by the parking spot. And this is all in the structured data. The headline and description fields are super important, especially when you share those on Twitter or when you share those on Facebook, because they they pull that and they pull the image out of the structured data as a thumbnail for Twitter. So that's an important piece of the structured data as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be an important piece for you guys, for sure. Google's not like crawling offsite airport parking all the time. It's not like it's an e-commerce site where they come in and they're like, oh, it's a product page. So structured data can really help them navigate that. Tell me a little bit about culturally what it took to make this transition. I guess it's not done yet. So (laughs) you haven't uh, gotten the keys to the car quite yet, but was it a big pushback or culturally how'd it go?
2: The hard part's been done, right? Because I got buy-in from this at the C level. My department in marketing rolls up to the chief revenue officer. Which gives you kind of an idea of where this company was, how they're oriented. They're oriented around driving revenue, getting those reservations. And when I talked to, and this is now two levels up in the enterprise hierarchy, talking to this chief revenue officer, and I told him about what we need is more high funnel visitors, because what this is going to give us is more people aware of our brand. And we can measure that through brand awareness studies twice a year by market. So we have billboards up. So, and we measure brand lift from the billboards. We can measure brand lift from the content. And so he responded by saying, I believe it. And here's budget to really spin up our, and 10X our publishing velocity. And so I got some real nice feedback from it. The pushback has been from not just the IT department who owns the development budget, but also on the marketing side and the revenue side, it's like, okay, what is the ROI of content? And that's that's a difficult question to answer, but I think we have the data and GA4 is gonna make it easier to capture that data because I can create an audience around people who visit, who organic channel visitors to an article page. They become a member of my article audience. And then when they come back, maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two months, and maybe they come back six or seven times. We don't know, we haven't done the analysis yet. But I believe that the content is going to lead to increased engagement, increased traffic, increased number of loyalty club members and an increased number of transactions, increased revenue. Excellent.
1: Yeah, that'll be a good thing to track and actually pin down what these efforts are doing. It sounds like quite a bit of a content push, which we're about to talk about AI content on our next episode. Any other thoughts on this topic? I know people have to do this all the time, you know, rip away a website from an IT organization and and install some sort of Shopify or, or WordPress or whatever. Any other words
2: of advice for people going through the same transition? I was really lucky in that they were ready to make the change, right? The the difficult part is like okay what that means is I'm going to make changes on the website and the IT team doesn't get to have input and so they're like well what do you mean are you going to change the design yeah I'm going to put an AB test around a a design change how do we know that's going to work like that's why we have going to AB test it in our CMS environment so IT understands data we can create data and we can show value we can show revenue. And if your enterprise team is willing to look at going to a CMS that's a marketing asset, it's just a matter of knocking down the hurdles one by one. Well,
1: congratulations to you for almost getting this site live. And it sounds like the content's already out there and getting indexed. So that's great. Content's already out there. Excellent. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Joe Baer, the SEO manager at The Parking Spot, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Joy and I are going to discuss generative AI-led content strategy. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Joe, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company's website at thebarkingspot.com.
0: All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is H U C K A B U Y H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.